two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. And then try to get, and then like just have to hold off all the advances of like, oh, let me sell you this supplement or let me give you this thing and, and you can attend this workshop. It's just like, no, man, I just want my back popped. I don't want to become a Scientologist or whatever. <laughs> I, just, I don't need just, a personality test. Just pop my fucking back. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure my thetan levels have nothing to do with, you know, like carrying a box that was too heavy or whatever, <laughs> or sitting in my office chair all day. Like, I'm sure those aren't those aren't. Have 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 you ever been like? Is that something you've 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 done? Much it is not. It it's kind of funny. It's you you know how Superman's greatest flaw is that he cannot save himself, but just the people around mm. him. Mm-hmm. So, like, at work, I'm the guy that pops backs. Like, yeah. <laughs> literally, I just, like, I think I've even done yours before. You give me a hug yeah. and I just give you a bit of a squeeze. And I'll hit your whole fucking spine, man. And exactly, yeah. I, I'm really good at it. Like, even people will bring their family members like, hey, hey, would you mind doing my wife? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Hi, person I'm meeting for the first time ever. Give me a hug like you're happy to see me and breathe in and out and go. Like, yeah. But, no, I, I can never, I can never get mine to pop. Like, it's, yeah. it's bound up tight and. Outside of like doing the trick, like you you know you brace against a wall and kind of push against it, but yeah, one of these even days, that door frame is gonna shatter beneath. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've never been able to kind of because I know that's the thing. It's like you either uh, sit in a really like firm chair, like a really sturdy chair, or yeah, something with the like against a door frame. But so, so that's just it. It's like I could I just can I just tough it out or like try to do my own little back cracking, whatever. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, some guy comes up, Hey, can you come come and do my wife? Well, I'd love to, and I could crack her back too, you know, while I'm at it. God damn it, Jerry, I said no the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how open minded you are, that dog won't hunt. Yeah. <laughs> oh golly. Oh man. <laughs> Well, speaking of cracking, I guess we got to crack into our uh, case yeah. there, Josh. Get this, get this uh, recording off and going. Hello, everyone. Pleasure as always to have you join us on another episode of Two Wizards Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am also a wizard. Welcome back, guys. I hope you're buckled up for some stupidity tonight, guys, because it's going to get so bad. Yeah, it's 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 gonna. I think um, this was one of our episodes where Mark and I both kind of know the topic, and we took uh, sort of sort of halvesies on preparing different sort of uh, uh, points or different stories or different uh, figures about about this topic. And and, and yes, it is it is going to be a bit of a doozy, uh, but also I, I think kind of seasonal because you know we're we're well into June now, and uh, you know a couple Ooh. weeks back we yeah. <laughs> And I know Mark, because yeah, you you are, you are like, because we've established that that you have a lot of bear bearish qualities, uh, a lot of earth sign qualities, but really like you're like, you're like a you're like a nega bear, because like you want to hibernate in the summer when it's all hot, and then when it's winter time, that's when you want to like go outside and roll around in the snow and push over trees and stuff like that. 
I mean, it's always it's, there's never a bad time to push over trees, but yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, you go get into some honey pots or whatever, steal a family's <laughs> picnic basket. Yeah. No, like even right now as you're recording this, like I am, I am dying in my little alcove. Mm-hmm. I'm in like shorts and a tank top. I'm just like, oh god. Yeah. I have my hair in a damn like top knot. I look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but 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 yeah. To to that point, we're we're, we're well into June. I think summer is well on its way or has arrived already um a couple weeks back we talked about our travel episode and going out places and stuff like that and um and uh and yeah i think you know as is my want always trying to find some some link however tenuous uh to what our topic is today um and yeah maybe that's something too maybe maybe this topic is kind of about summer and traveling and what's a popular summer travel destination why the beach of course and um and maybe before we reveal what our topic is we have some other very important business to reveal first and uh that is what we have in our wizards chalices this week uh and also uh, regular listeners will note that through the month of june mark and i are in a different challenge of sorts we did no ipa may uh, and for June, we're doing fruit, fruit beverages, fruit beverages, and not just fruit beer, but that's, uh, that's how we started, like kind of fruit beer, but, but we are broadening our horizons with that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Mark, what sort of like fruit, fruit flavored or fruit infused or fruit derived, uh, beverage do you have with you? Well, I let, I let you down, buddy. I told you that it was my goal to... I wanted to do... Um, I just wanted to get weird blasts from Sonic... Or not blasts, whatever. The weird fruity concoction things from Sonic and dump a bunch mm-hmm. of booze into them. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get into the line at Sonic. It was wrapped around the damn store. And I'm not going to wait in the drive-thru for 45 minutes for a, a segment on the podcast. I love yeah. you. I love our <laughs> listeners. But I just... I can't. Today was my Friday and I'm only off one day. And I'm just like, nope, not doing that. So I ran next door to the liquor store. And tried to find something that might be, um, I guess, a, a form of penitence. And what I came up with was something called a Ralston Creek. La- Try this again, Ralston Creek Radler Grapefruit Lager mm. by uh, from Odyssey Brewing. It okay. promises to have a blend of crisp, light-bodied lager and tangy, zesty grapefruit. Makes this traditional style Radler the perfect post-ride thirst quencher. I am scared. I don't know. <laughs> but on backup. I am pulling the produce wizard card and I just have a really solid standby of PBR and um, tomato juice. Cause tomatoes are a fruit. Damn it. Yeah. And I promise, I promise next week I will, I will <laughs> get better about this and I'm sorry, buddy. No, no, don't, don't apologize at all. Cause, cause, cause yeah, that, that is uh yeah. Like it would be one thing to wait in line 40 minutes for like some really top shelf scotch or, um, yeah, versus a bunch of frozen fruity uh, crap from from Sonic. So yeah, don't don't even worry about it. And um, actually, yeah, that Rattler that Rattler does sound pretty good. It, admittedly, the first time um, like five or six years ago, I kind of stumbled across the Shandy Rattler phenomenon. Um, I was skeptical at first. I was like, oh, this is this is bullshit. This sounds like a perfectly good way to ruin a beer. Um, but I've been presently surprised with uh okay some of the, but but that could just be me that just be me. well this is this is my first uh rad i didn't even know rattler was a thing i, I so maybe i yeah. i thought they were being cute with the name and then i saw oh, it's a german style thing all right cool that'll be fun and then i saw it 3.2 percent alcohol and 
that feeling you get when you spent $12 on a six-pack of 3.2% alcohol. It's fine. It's fine. I don't always have to be the drunk oh Uncle Wizard. God. It's fine. <laughs> you goddamn kids, you blew it up. You blew it up. Yeah, I... No, that's a fair point. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately, I think that is also often... The case with summer is it's generally things switch to like lighter uh, alcohol content, which that's also a damn shame. That's also a damn shame. It's, it's fine. Let's yeah. Do but what you're but anyway, do. so I get it. Season yeah. season comes, season goes, sunrise, sunset. You can't always have triple imperial die from alcohol poisoning if you drink just one of them. So whatever, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And how well, about you? What do you what do you got there? Well, it's funny that you mentioned die if you just drink one of them, because that's honestly my fear. Um, <laughs> as as regular listeners will know, it is it is often that I will ask the Mrs. Wizard uh, to to kind of pick up uh, whatever beverage. I tell her what our theme, is, what our drinking theme is, is whatever, and then she'll pick up whatever. And uh, and yeah, I'm I'm a little scared. I saw. A bit of a mischievous look in her eye as she was handing these to me, uh, but I have I have a handful. I have like two or three. Um, let's see here. I, I, I want to pull up the website to make sure that I get this right. I have a couple of fruit flavored Daly's frozen cocktails, aka wine wine coolers. So Ooh. the yeah the Mrs. Wizard picked me up some wine coolers. Um, and, uh, yeah, it is the manliest thing ever. We were talking about shandies, right? Man, it can't get any, nothing puts hair on your chest like a wine cooler. Um, <laughs> and so, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how many of these I get through here. Um, but, uh, this first one, at least first on deck is, um, their watermelon frozen pouch. Cause it came in a pouch that I stuck in the freezer and then opened. And oh, um, at least, yeah, and, and it said, um, a refreshing taste of summer anytime you want. Daly's frozen watermelon pouches are sweet, fruity, and perfectly blended right out of your freezer. The best part? No seeds, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> although um, I guess the one thing these also do have going for them is these are 5% ABV. So, okay. um, at least it's a little better than a three two something or other. But uh, well, maybe but, may, maybe you can be the drunk uncle wizard tonight. Yeah, maybe. And, and man, won't that be a badge of honor <laughs> to get get flipped on uh, wine coolers? But but anyway, here we are, everybody. Mark, cheers. Good on you. Cheers, ya. good buddy. I don't, it's fine. I don't. Yeah, it's basically like a kind of like a. At least most of the shandies and or Rattlers that I've had, it's basically like a carbonated lemonade. Um, yeah, it's kind of weedy. I kind of like. It's not bad. Yeah. The the grapefruit is definitely not there. I was really worried that yeah. it was gonna be like sucking on a grapefruit's grapefruits, but no, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, this is um, mine. Is about what you would expect for it. It, it does say it's naturally flavored, or, or it has natural flavors. In it. Um, but yeah, it's about what you would expect for a watermelon frozen cocktail. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and then, oh. yeah, I think I have two two other ones um, in reserve should it come to that. But for right now, what is it? Uh, we we kind of teased our our listeners. 
maybe our topic is something about a beach, maybe something about summertime. Mark, what are we talking about this this well, this week? We're not so much talking about the beach, but we're talking about a part of the beach, and that's the sea. And we're gonna go under the sea. There are two wizards named Josh and Mark. They're going to sit and drink some shandies and try to not get too dark under the sea. I'll have a better outro for that in my. I'll be. That's on no, the back that was, burner. That's really good, man. That's really well, good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Nah, we're talking about uh, mermaids. I wanted to get weird. I wanted to get dumb. It's been a minute since we got weird and dumb. Yeah, yeah. I it think was, our, our it, it last good, like dumb, weird one was um, unicorns, and that was way back in what February. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a while ago. And and yes, I'm excited when you when you first posed this topic to me. I I was I was feeling it too. It was it was vibing with me. And so awesome. And and so yeah. Um, uh, we got just a couple of different sort of takes on mermaids. Um, and uh, gonna, gonna gonna talk about some of that stuff. Well, and then even Mark. Um, and we can we can cut this out if if, if I'm tipping my hand here. Um, yeah. This this may even turn into like a multi-parter. Like I think I think what what is starting off fun and dumb might even lead to like a at least like a one more follow-up episode. I almost think it might be two more follow-ups if I Ooh. block this out in my head correctly. Mm. But it's it's necessary. I'm gonna come out and say right now, guys. I'm sorry. This is dumb. This is the dumbest <laughs> we might ever get. I I deliberately chose to not get too dumb with it yeah. because it's. It's just preternaturally, yeah. Uh, there's there's two very distinct, like, there's the one half that absolutely believes that this is a very real thing and very, very true. And then there's the other half that's like, no, there's a completely scientific and logical explanation for it. But somewhere in between, that's where two wizards will stake our spot yeah. on the beach. I stuck my little red shovel in the sand here, and I've planted my parasol, and we're just going to sit here and we're going to talk about mermaids. Yeah. You yeah. you you may say that um, on this topic, one one part is maybe a little more rational, a little more scientific, and the other part is a little more fishy. You might say. <laughs> ah, I'm so upset with you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not. That was wonderful. No, no, no. Well. I also had this one, and you again uh, leaned right into it with the Sebastian um, kind of cover there. Uh, Mark, why why didn't things work out with Ariel and Prince Eric? Why is that? Because she couldn't get rid of her crabs. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dirty. I like yeah, that. Dirty, dirty, dirty. <laughs> What All is right, this, but, comedy part two? <laughs> what is this? What is it? And, and, and yes, viewers, or not viewers, I guess, listeners, we have, we have noticed that comedy has been like, yeah, one of our like hit episodes. And so I guess, yeah, that, that could also be something uh, in the works in the near future. But for right now, mermaids. Mark, like, did you, what was your experience just kind of in the greater context growing up with mermaids like clearly there's disney's the little mermaid i think that's a big one uh for any kid growing up in the u.s in the yeah 90s um any other kind of mermaidy things or was that pretty much it so i guess i guess we'll just start this off with me being like a bare chested maiden adrift in the sea foam and being vulnerable um, I had to leave The Little Mermaid like three times. I kept begging my mom to take me to see it, and it came out, and I was like three years old. 
and Ursula scared the shit out of me so yeah. bad that I could not sit through the movie. And my mom was, you sure you want to? Yeah, yeah, let's go. All right, honey, let's go. And, oh, God, it's Ursula and the eels. And <laughs> yeah, no, that was truly. I was a soft little kid, man. Like, well, but but I think I think um, oh man, I I, I think it was the Little Mermaid that sort of kicked off the Disney Renaissance, where like they had like banger after banger. Like I think it was like the Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, um, Aladdin. Uh, the, the Lion King and I, and I want to say The Little Mermaid was the first one of those and it was like it went it went to some dark places it went to the and, and, and I mean like Disney dark we're not talking like Don Bluth uh, yeah give give all the children all the nightmares dark it was um, no secret of Nim which admittedly also screwed me up oh, yeah God. right 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 but, but yeah and, and that was about mine too um, I, uh, and, and again I was I was I don't remember how exactly old I was when uh, it first came out, but I specifically remember having that on VHS and like watching, watching it a lot, watching it constantly, constantly. Uh, yeah. And and yeah, and um, and then like a little bit later on, um, like getting more into grade school, like I kind of knew about the like Hans Christian Andersen story that it was like kind of based on. Um, but which, which in and of itself is also like a lot darker than the than the Disney take. But um, but no, really, that was that was really it. I didn't like do the. I didn't really get as horned up or bam bam for mermaids as as I did for other things. I mean, without being that guy, we were two boys in the '90s. We're we're not gonna get it yeah. for mermaids. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. I had GI Joe. And mm-hmm. I had attack packs, and I had dinosaurs. Like, screw you guys. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mermaids give me Mighty Max. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> exactly. So, who knows? Maybe, maybe this will be kind of catching up on that, but also just dumb. Like, we just, just want to. Yeah, we just want to be upfront with that. This is, this is going to be a dumb episode. <laughs> and like I said, I'm just going to preface this. I deliberately chose to not go the super like hard left turn into just dumb. Because holy shit, it gets real dumb. Like you get to talking about like the crystal, stru- the crystal pyramids in Atlantis, and the crystal pyramid yeah. the Bermuda Triangle that's tended by the merfolk. It's just like, all right, no, it's fucking not. No shut kidding. up. Yeah. <laughs> also, no really kidding. quick, I have an update to my wizard's goblet. Mm-hmm. I figured it out. It tastes like a vet's office. Oh. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's a gross no, antiseptic can... flavor mixed with yeah. what I can only assume is like dog sweat and fear. Because they're going to get euthanized, but it, yeah, it's, it's rough. No, it's makes... getting it's getting rougher. I poured it oh. into a glass, and maybe that's my fault. But mm, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But that, and but no, it's I, the color I, I do know of, what you like, mean. Sick dog pee. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a nice cloudy brown. Oh yeah, that's. Uh... Sorry, honey. Bingo's not coming home. <laughs> Twelve dollars for three. Two dog piss beer. Awesome. Never mind. Yeah, that's so, that is Yeah. That's even scarier than Ursula. So <laughs> um And I guess we'll start at the bottom. Um mm-hmm. if you don't mind, I think that I'm because we kind of correlated a little bit, but I think I'm yeah. predating you just a bit. Yeah, bitter. Yeah. Bitter, yeah, so we're we're gonna I, I'm not gonna I don't wanna dive into a crash course in every single single mermaid in culture or any time anybody saw something and thought it was something else and go, That's a person in the sea and it's got boobies. Ooh, it's Yeah. I don't wanna do that, but I do wanna touch on a couple points that I did find kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I want to start this off by saying, Josh, you and I have sort of talked about sympathetic magic and the idea that sort of like every culture hits the same beats. Yeah. And as I was going through this, I found that every, or uh, not every culture, but a lot of them, especially like cultures based close to bodies of water, because mm-hmm. obviously like somebody living in like the mountains of India, they're not going to have mermaids. It's right. Yeah. Wh- why would you? Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. But everybody kind of has one. And so I, a couple of these are just my greatest hits. And we're going to start, and I'm going to ver- just very, very, very briefly mention this. We're going to go all the way back to the, uh, to the uh, ancient Mesopotamians to a fish god named Dagon. And this comes back from 2500 BCE. Ooh. Essentially, if you know the Mesopotamians, they're like the first ones you learn about. Like They were like the sort of cradle of culture and humanity, mm-hmm. and that's what sort of spread out, whatever. Um, he was a fish god. At first, he was just a god of fertility, which I think is kind of cool to have a male god of fertility. You don't see that that often. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, later on, our boy HPL picked him up and wrote the really awesome story, Dagon. Check out our Forsters by For- our Lovecraft by Forsters episode. We read Dagon, I think. Yeah. Uh, yes. No. no. No, that was For Loco. Never mind. The first yeah. Lovecraft episode. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't want to talk about him because we're doing mermaids, and he is decidedly a male, which we're, we're doing mermaid. Yeah. We're, this is reverse Derek Zoolander. Mermaid! <laughs> 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 so moving swiftly on from him, we get to the Assyrians. And they had a female goddess, a lady goddess, I even wrote in my notes for some reason, named Atargatis. And she is first hmm. seen in 1000 BCE, uh, she is the mother of another goddess named Semiramis, and uh, again, this is where I, I again I can't get too far into this, but um, there's a story of Semiramis and Nimrod, and they have a child named Tammuz, and Tammuz is the first. If I'm doing this correctly, Tammuz is the first archetype for the Christ God figure. Oh shoot! Yeah, it's really weird. There's a weird shift in it. And then Nimrod is also mentioned in the Christian Bible. Well, not the Christian Bible. He's mentioned in the, the what, the, the Old Testament slash the Torah. And he's a mighty hunter. Right, right. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Atargatis. Um, She was a female. She was a goddess. And she fell in love with a mortal man. And she killed this man. I don't know why. I don't know how. Probably because gods shouldn't nail humans. Yeah. But she was really sad about this, and she committed suicide by jumping into a nearby lake. But she was so hot that the eternal power of the universe would not let her die. So instead, it formed her into the, a, a hybrid of a fish slash human. And you get a mermaid. So she's half fish on the bottom. She's half human on the top. And th- here we are. This is, our, this is like our first, or not our first, but this is a depiction of a mermaid as you and I would know it. Mm. Except... In the early accounts, she had a human head with a fish body and a single human arm sticking out of her chest, Whoa. which was a fish chest. That yeah, that's uh, that's 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 not an aerial necessarily. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that it's all, it's that classic joke about like, oh, I want to be rescued by a mermaid. Yeah, but how do you have sex with it? It can have a fish head. <laughs> Unless you've watched The Lighthouse, then you get to see some mermaid genitalia. Go yeah. watch The Lighthouse. It's fantastic. That is true. That is true, yeah. But yeah, and I guess now, uh, that, that was my very first bit. We, we, I just, we're just touching. Like I say, Josh, we're just touching. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand this baton to you, because I asked you to prepare some stuff for the Greeks. 
as this yeah. is your uh, speciality. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and yeah, to that point, and, and I want to mention, or I guess reiterate uh, your point that, yeah, these do seem to be like a very common cultural idea. These sort of like humanoid things that live in the sea. Um, and, and, and yeah, like um, a, a lot of these figures in Greek mythology, they don't necessarily have like the fishy parts. I mean, like some of them do, but but a lot of times, like like specifically one that are I guess sort of like proto mermaids. You could kind of think about them are um, all of these like like sea nymphs that appear in like different different stories. Because because there's there are the there are the um, there are the Titans who are sort of like the deities before the Olympian gods, and they have a bunch of children uh, with other Titan with other titans and things like that uh and so like some of the main ones are they are that there are the um near edeeds and those are yeah the like sea nymphs the daughters of nereus who was again like this like titan of the sea uh there's also the oceanids who are the daughters and, and that's also it too like they're almost always a whole bunch of daughters like it's not it's like very oh, feminine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost yeah. always that, and so, and so they yeah. And then there's like a whole bunch of um, the Oceanids from Oceanus or Oceanus, who was another titan of like the the great sea, the ocean. Uh, and there are also the Naiads, but those are like freshwater. Those are like springs and streams and, and brooks and things like. So like, and and I think most mermaids because like mer meaning the like 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 coming from the latin word for ocean like i think they almost have to be salt water so the naiads don't necessarily count but the nereids and the oceanids yeah like definitely do um and and yeah like so yeah like almost always kind of like what you were saying too like almost always uh uh female or feminine but there is one notable exception uh, and and I'm honestly kind of sad that this guy hasn't gotten more attention in like yeah like sort of modern uh, reception of Greek myths because like th- this guy would make a cool story I think mm-hmm. uh, and his name is uh, Kekrops and he was uh, the sort of mythical first king of Attica which is again that region where Athens is. Uh, and he's uh, and from the top up he's a man and then from the bottom down he's kind of like a sea serpent dragon merman dude Um, and like one would think one would think that that would be something kind of horrific and horrible and if you were an Athenian back in in the day you wouldn't necessarily be proud of this but no they loved this guy they were like yeah, King Krakops was was the first king of Athens. Bam, bam! Like they were they were excited about this guy, <laughs> and for a specific reason. Having having an understanding of like where you came from, where you and your family and your community, and indeed like your entire like polis, like your origin story, that was a huge thing for for the Greeks in all of these different city states in all of these different regions. And yeah, like some people would say like, oh, well, we're descended from this king who came from over here. And oh, well, we're from this other place. And so on like that. 
But for the Athenians, they their big thing um, was they really prided themselves on being autochthonic, which literally means earth-born or like the self from the ground. It's like no, they, like, like ripped themselves up out of the earth. Yeah, 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 and it, yeah, yeah. Like we are, we are like we didn't. Our, our ancestors didn't come to this place from another. Like no, we are like literally up from the ground, uh, autochthonic. And same with this guy, uh, uh, cake crops. Uh, he was like, yeah, like born born out of Mother Earth, Gaia, and yeah, was just like doing his thing and like and like living living his life and ruling this yeah sort of like proto Athenian region. Um, and uh, yeah, he, there's one other kind of kind of good story about him is um, so like as this sort of region area city is kind of thriving um the, uh two of the olympians were like vying to be the patron deity of 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 this place and okay. uh and those two were poseidon and athena and what poseidon did was he waved his trident and like a stream started flowing down from from some from like the the sort of hilltop acropolis area and he was saying like, ah, this is my blessing to you people living in this place that you will always have water uh, because of me, Poseidon. But of course, because he's Poseidon, he's like the god of the sea. It was salt water. And they're like, oh, oh. no. It's like, oh, cool, Poseidon. Thank, thank you for giving us salt water. Good, good job. <laughs> uh, nice. And then... And then Athena comes along and she says, like, what about this? This is my this is my gift to you. I give you the olive tree and the multi the multipurpose, the multifaceted uh, olive tree because it because it produces olives that you can eat or you can uh, grind them up and smush them and get olive oil. You can you can cut it down for wood. Uh, look at how great this is. And then, of course, the people of this place are like, yeah, that one. We want that. And so. <laughs> Poseidon was like super pissed. He's like, "You, you mortals, dare to not appreciate my gift of a saltwater fountain? <laughs> How dare you!" <laughs> and so it was decided that Kekrops, the first king, like, like it would ultimately fall to him. Like, like he would decide which would be the patron deity of this new place. And clearly, level-headed thinking guy, he picked Athena. And that is why it's known as Athens today, or or it will, and, and even in the Greek, it's it's like the same. Uh, it's like it's it's literally the city named the same as the goddess, um, right. and so that's and so that's one of his kind of, and he he has a couple other little kind of origin stories too, how like he sort of sires later kings and, and things like that, but yeah, Kate Crops, he's a cool guy. I, yeah. I I wish, yeah, like where's the web comic or the Netflix series about kick crops. That's what I want to see. Two wizards are gonna ride it. That's what's up, baby. Doing it up. Doing well, it. and 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 um, yeah, like um, as we've also kind of talked about, like yeah, the Greeks didn't necessarily distinguish between like mythology and what we would call history, and so like you get people like Herodotus writing about like, oh yeah, this is this is what kick crops did, and this is why this region is named after him. Um, and even like later dudes like uh, Pausanias, I, I mentioned him in our travel episode. He kind of gives a little story in, in the descriptions of Greece about Kikrops mm-hmm. uh, uh, and uh, 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 Strabo. Um, 
uh, Ovid, this Roman uh, poet, a little bit later, kind of kind of a uh, gives some more information there. So yeah, Kate Crops. Who and and that's just it. Like who knows? Maybe there actually was a dude who maybe had a bit of a limp or something, or maybe his legs weren't uh like completely functional and so he just kind of like had to crawl around and they were like hey this this guy's awesome and <laughs> no probably not probably not i was gonna say probably not don't, the greeks they're kind of yeah don't on not being different and or deformed and or weak yeah don't don't read too much into that um <laughs> listeners but uh but yeah 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 well, and then the, the, this was the other one that, that that i know you wanted me to talk about a little bit and i think even uh, I, I want to say I, I touched briefly on this, maybe in our music episode, about okay. um, it was the sirens. Yes, the sirens. Talk about the sirens, because I think even I get kind of I got kind of hung up weird on this, and I yeah. thought it different. But yeah, if you could, yeah, go into this. Yeah. So there, there is a lot, to, and and I have a couple of sources here that I can like, I can kind of fall back up to. There is, yeah, a sort of. And I, 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 I don't even want to necessarily say misconception or a misunderstanding. It's just a different, like it's a different thing. Because um, as we've also talked about, um, it's, it's not like there's any like authoritative, no, this is the myth uh, or mm-hmm. w- w- whatever. Like, of course, these stories change over time and, and people have different imaginings of them and all that. Um, but yeah, the sirens, these feminine creatures that uh, would kind of hang out on rocks at sea and sing this uh, wonderful song that no one could resist and so wanting to be closer to their singing would row their boats into these rocks and like be dashed to pieces there's a there, there's a there's a there's an idea that the sirens are mermaids part okay. part part woman part fish um, but at least originally or in some of the older stories that's not what they were they were part woman, like part bird. One of the most uh, famous kind of stories or, well, or well-known stories about um, the, the, the sirens is in the Odyssey, when Odysseus is trying to make his way back home to Ithaca after the Trojan War. And uh, he's warned, like, okay, as you're sailing around, you're going to have to, like, your, your, your route's going to take you by where the sirens are. And their song is irresistible and you'll get dashed to pieces. Uh, so just like as you're going by that area, like make sure that you don't hear their song. But Odysseus, being the Chad that he is, he's like, nah, I want to hear this song. Uh, and he commands all the other members of his crew to plug their ears with beeswax uh, and kind of get kind of get ear plugs that way. So that way they can keep rowing. They can keep rowing. Uh, but he wants to hear this their, their, their song so that he can like boast about it later and he has them tie him around the mast mm-hmm. uh and so like there and, and, and this 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 scene appears in all sorts of like uh uh vase paintings or vase paintings i guess it's a where vase painting yeah yeah well, vase. Uh, yeah. <laughs> two uh, two wizards or two nincompoops yeah whatever uh, <laughs> But uh, but but yeah, That's like there's eight. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> two two moves. Um, but but yeah, you can you can see this scene painted on a whole bunch of vases where there's dudes rolling along on their trireme, uh, 
and Odysseus is strapped to the mast and he's like shouting like, no, let me row the other way, row back to the island. And sort of like buzzing all around the trireme and Odysseus are these uh, bird, bird women creatures. And yeah, so like those are the sirens. Um, and yeah, we're not quite sure how or when uh, the sirens started to sort of get transposed or uh, metamorphized into mermaids, but 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 it is it is kind of its own separate thing. So like that's why I'm not going to be like like a hipster deer to be like, well, actually the sirens are only birds. Like no, like they're they're they they they've become both. So yeah, like we we think maybe it was around like the Hellenistic kind of era, so roughly like 300 BCE. Maybe that's when the sirens were starting to get um, uh, considered more like more like mermaids. Uh, but I, I found a really helpful write-up uh, courtesy of knowledgenuts.com. <laughs> and, uh, and they have a little uh, uh, article, article here, The Difference Between Sirens and Mermaids. It, it says, in a nutshell, this is, this is the, the, the short and sweet, uh, somewhere along the literary and mythological road, Mermaids and sirens got confused into one creature, a half-woman, half-fish creature known for her beautiful singing voice. Originally, it was only the mermaid that was half-human, half-that was a half-human, half-fish creature, and a singing voice wasn't mentioned in early myths. Sirens were the singers, and they were actually half-woman, half-bird creatures. And um, uh, yeah, so again, like it's not like we can point our finger at one dude to be like oh yeah all thanks to steve here that's how this it's just like somehow over time different stories or different versions of stories were getting told and uh and then yeah so like there's all sorts of like uh paintings and things that have these beautiful naked women on the rocks singing and only half naked dudes getting drowned in the water next to them or things like that <laughs> um well and then even even uh our boy william shakespeare in the comedy of errors he kind of makes this conflation too um and again this is courtesy of knowledgenuts.com in the comedy of errors um shakespeare writes this line oh train me not sweet mermaid with thy note to drown me in thy sister's flood of tears um and so mm. Again, like, I'm, I'm not going to say that Shakespeare got it wrong. It's just, like, somewhere, somehow along the way, the, they kind of got conflated with each other. There was and, just a tense shift, yeah. Yeah, and that's, and that's fine. And that's okay. So, uh, oh. so, so yeah, that was, I didn't want to necessarily go, go off too much on, uh, on, on the sirens there. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's, that's perfect, because you, you, you hit the, the main points I wanted you to get. And then I, I, I kind of am starting to feel bad because I started thinking about it, and I think I figured it out. Hmm. But it doesn't really match up because they don't exist in this area. So it's this bird that also can swim. The sirens are just penguins. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. And then I looked up a quick map of penguin distribution, and there are no endemic penguins to the Mediterranean. Yeah, so, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately. Well, well and. and <laughs> And I guess I, I don't know if, if this is something that you were kind of taking on or if it's going to be maybe something for, for one of these follow-up episodes. Um, yeah, there, there's all sorts of other ideas about like, oh, well, maybe early people or uh, 
uh, naive sailors thought that a different animal kind of looked like a human from a distance. Um, maybe mm, that's what it was. Maybe I might get into that. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, well in say? that case, yeah. Well, well in, in, in that case, there is one final uh, kind of thing, which, which I, I, I remembered this. And I was, and I was actually pleasantly surprised that um, that I came back across uh, 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 across this. Um, but there's also another like mytho historical um, account of a mermaid, and that is the story of Thessalonike, who was a Macedonian princess, the daughter of King Philip II, and related to Alexander the Great. Oh yeah, and so okay. the story goes. So the story goes that um, Thessalonike was born around 553 BCE, and uh, uh, her name literally means like victory of the sea, uh, uh, and so also again like a pretty pretty standard name, pretty good name for a, for a young Greek woman. Oh, um, I just got it. Sorry. Cool. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Fun. See, yeah. Uh, the Greek word Nike, of course, being victory, and then uh, Thessalo or Thessalo um, for for sea. But 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 anyway. And so um, there's there's actually kind of kind of a bit of a sad story with this one, um, but uh, but then also kind of a good one. I don't know. And, and anyway, I'll leave it up to the listener to decide. So, growing up in the Macedonian court, um, she, she eventually was, uh, again, kind of like married off. Uh, and uh, she became the, the, the queen of Macedon and the mother of three sons, Philip, Antipater, and Alexander. But not Alexander the Great, different guy. Uh, and her husband um, named after her the city Thessaloniki, which is like... The sort of like co-capital of um, modern-day Greece with Athens, um, kind of up up in the north there. And so she, you know, kind of kind of lived her life. But unfortunately, as all these like kind of individuals are jockeying around in the sort of court and trying to be next in line for the throne and and things like that, um, one of her sons actually, Antipater, got jealous that she was. That, that, that she put the other son, uh, Philip, in, in front of the line. And so Philip, becoming jealous of the superior favor which his mother showed to his younger brother, Alexander, put his mother to death in 295. So she was... Oh, shit. Yeah, she was actually killed, killed by one of, her, uh, one of her own sons. The ungrateful scam. <laughs> the um, ungrateful scamp. <laughs> but she also has a, her own kind of legend out of this. Okay. And so... Um, the, uh, there, there's, there's a story about a mermaid who lived in the Aegean Sea for, for hundreds of years uh, who people thought was Thessalonike. And so it states that Alexander the Great was kind of going around and, and apparently he was, he was looking for the fountain of immortality. When Alexander eventually died in, in, his, uh, in his conquest, uh, his grief-stricken sister... Thessalonike uh, attempted to end her life by jumping into the sea. And then the legend goes, instead of drowning, she became a mermaid, passing judgment on mariners throughout the centuries and across the seven seas. To the mm. sailors who encountered her, she would always pose the same question. 
Is Alexander the king alive? To which the correct answer would be, he lives and reigns and conquers the world. Given this answer, she would allow the ships and uh, crew to sail safely away in calm seas. Any other answer, answer would transform her into a raging gorgon, bent on destroying the ship and every sailor on board to the bottom. Oh, um, shit. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and, and again, maybe that's also sort of a couple of different stories getting uh, conflated, getting mixed together there. But, uh, but yeah, there's, there's another sort of um, Greek mermaid story that, uh, that, that I was very pleased to come across again. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, okay, so not trying to put you on the spot, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm hung up on one thing here. Sure. What's the difference, and I don't know if you know or not, but what's the difference between, like, a harpy and a siren, then? Ooh, that's a good one, Because harpies are also, like... They're yeah. also a, a bird woman thing, right? Yeah, exactly. If I remember my God of War, and I think I do. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, you 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 are exactly correct that both harpies and uh, the sirens are um, yeah kind of like woman bird creatures bent on the destruction of men. Uh, and I honestly think the the biggest difference is that the sirens, yeah, they the, that they do sing. And kind of like lure the men into their to their death, versus the harpies will just straight up um, just like attack you directly, and not try to do the whole like oh no we're just singing the sweet song like so I guess I think that's part of it that okay. they're yeah okay. the, the harpies are much more direct. Um, the harpies are also especially known for um, uh, well the Victorian translation of this would be fouling food. Like, if you're outside having a big banquet, and then all of a sudden a bunch of harpies come around, they kind of, like, land on your banquet food and, like, shit in it and, like, <laughs> oh, damn. scratch it all up. Um, and, and whereas the sirens, I think, yeah, more just kind of hang out on their oceany rocks. <laughs> sirens are penguins. Harpies are seagulls. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, yeah, you think you're to be gonna... To be super reductive about it. Yeah, yeah. You think you're going to have a nice uh, kind of picnic at the beach uh, and you park your, your beamer in a parking lot and then here come a flock of seagulls, maybe some pigeons mixed in too, and they just poop all over your convertible. They poop all over your nice nice picnic spread there. And um, yeah, so I, so that is also, that's also, I think, the, the main difference between them. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. Fun. Sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to like no. sidebar it there. I just was. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. I, oh, yeah, like I can't believe that you took me off course talking about mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I guess I lured you away with my song no. of dumbness. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I think that also, yeah, that also kind of uh, going even back to the little mermaid like right like that's her whole thing is like she has a singing voice that's so alluring and powerful and so we we see some influences with that uh kind of kind of too as well but yeah 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 cool uh yeah so mark i feel like i've been actually kind of like hogging a lot of the the airtime so far so 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 what of what 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 other sort of mermaidy goodness do you have do you have installed for us no, okay. not at all hogging, not at all. No, it's, I, I kind of almost like this weird collab thing because it's not one or the other, it's both. Yeah, right. right. Well, and I guess also um, uh, not one or other or both. Uh, I, I've since moved on now to my uh, second 
Daly's frozen cocktail uh, fruity concoction, and uh, this is this is their strawberry daiquiri. So, ooh, okay, bo- bottoms up. Cheers, buddy. Well, I I say bottoms up, but um, so are you I drinking it out of a pouch? Well, it it's it's in a pouch, and I bet I could like be a really cool guy and find a way to just jam a straw in there. But um, adult Capri but yeah, Sun. I, yeah, right, yeah. Um, but no, I I just end up kind of like smashing it into a Collins glass, and then I have a spoon with me. So okay, right on. I like do the spoon thing, and then whenever it eventually melts, I'll I just kind of go from there. But um, and then, and then yeah, again, probably as um. As you might imagine, it's a strawberry daiquiri, and that that's okay. Bam, bam, yeah. <laughs> bam, bam. Bam, bam. Yeah, I am about to dash this uh, fucking Rattler upon the rocks of my right, yeah. dispensary barrel thing. Receptacle. <laughs> that's the word oh, I yeah. wanted to use, receptacle. Oh, okay. God, I'm sorry. I'm so sober. I don't know how to podcast. It's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's like the whole. Uh, uh, also, uh, listeners at home, uh, check the box on your Two Wizards podcast bingo card when one of us brings up Futurama. Uh, yeah, like you're you're like the robots when they don't get enough alcohol and they get like hungover and confused and start growing <laughs> rust. Uh, five o'clock shadows and all that. But also, listeners, let's be clear here. I'm not an alcoholic. Like, no, no alcoholics no. go to meetings. I'm a fucking drunk. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, ready? I'm gonna dash on the rocks. Do it. And I'm not gonna oh, edit nice. that one. I try to edit out every single time I do that, but I'm not editing that one out. No, you gotta keep that one in, man. I I have slain that fucking awful beast. Yeah. So real quick, I will pick back up into some uh, historical mermaids. I found a couple fun things. Mm. Plenty of the Elder, we've talked about him before, you know him, you love mm-hmm. him. He talked about, um, I guess you'd call it like a colony of mermaids that lived on the Gallic shore, and you'd know, mm. listeners, if you're into history, Gaul is France. Or mm. what, it's what the Romans called France. And he right. said that they were just uh, the same deal, um, half human, half fish, <laughs> excuse me, half human, half fish, and their bodies are covered in scales, and their corpses would wash up on the beach frequently. Ooh. So much so that the governor of Gaul wrote to uh, the Emperor Augustus report, uh, talking about it. Which I thought was fun. I didn't find any letters or anything. I didn't dig too deep. I, we're, we're also going to call this the Wikipedia section where Mark kind of shotgunned a bunch of shit. <laughs> no, that's... no that, Man, like, imagine, like, that being... Like, you know, some people have... Um, yeah, like locusts come in and destroy their crops. Others have, I don't know, like wolf attacks or bear attacks or whatever. And you, sorry, son of a gun, you're, you, you're the short stick and you have to deal with mermaid corpses just washing up, <laughs> washing up all the time. <laughs> also, listeners, you're in for a treat here because I am performing active alchemy. I have mixed my red beer. PBR and tomato juice. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. With 120% vitamin C daily serving, or per daily serving, so nothing like being healthy. Yeah. You know, we're, oh, we're, God, we're talking about mermaids and fighting off scurvy, getting our vitamin C. So. <laughs> hey, hey, Josh. 
Do, do you know what a pirate's favorite letter is? Uh, what is it? Well, some people might think it's the letter R, but it's actually the C. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'll be here all week. <laughs> so moving forward in time um, into British folklore, uh, the British actually were kind of afraid of mermaids. They saw like the appearance of mermaids as they were like an ill omen. If you if someone was to see a mermaid, it meant that like bad weather was coming. Mm. And according to some accounts, these mermaids could get as big as two thousand feet. Holy cow! Yeah, and here's the cool thing: um, sometimes these mermaids would leave the ocean and they would swim up uh, waterways. And that... sometimes they could get trapped in lakes. And you know what else can swim up waterways and sometimes get trapped in lakes? Whales. And I just thought that was cool. Like, yeah. there's no way that it's 2,000 feet, but I want you to stick a pin in 2,000 feet and just put it in the back of your mind because it's going to come up next week. Okay. But okay. just just Can't remember that little bit. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, British mythology, was all, they also recognized that there wasn't just mermaids, but there was merman. And I know I glossed over Dagon. Because he was, in fact, a merman. But he said that the mermen were just uglier than the mermaids, and they really just didn't care about humans. Whereas the, like, mermaids would do the typical, like, I'm going to sing super pretty to you, and you're going to die in the ocean. Or I'm going to, you know, be 2,000 feet long and be a giant storm (laughs) rolling off the ocean. Mermen, they just didn't care. They're just fuck ugly and didn't care. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's like the old, um, I can almost picture that like, once you start getting into your mid to late 30s, and <laughs> and all of the dudes have just like let themselves go, and they just want to like stay at home and watch the game and drink beer, but then all of the wives are like, no, come on, let's still go out, let's go, let's go flirt with some like British longshoremen or whatever, it'll be great. <laughs> like, hey, you go out, do whatever, I'm just going to stay over here. <laughs> mer, 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 uh, help me out here mermen with children yeah <laughs> come on Al let's go kill some sailors uh, no pig no pig sticks his hand in his like weird scale division no <laughs> oh god uh, listeners mark off on your two wizards bingo card mark mentioned married with children yeah Oh boy! Well, and, and is it um, or no? It's um, like selkies are more Irish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Selkies are different. They're like a water yeah. horse. Yeah. Or, or or are those kelpies? Kelpies. You're right. There's, I'm sorry. Selkies are there's selkies so many, yeah. are like wear seals. That's that's what it is. Sorry. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 Cause, well, because because there was um, this was. Ooh, I want to say maybe like 2014, 2015. There's a really, there's a really good um, animated film called Song of the Sea, mm-hmm. and it's about a, a guy who kind of yeah like marries a selkie, and uh, they have a family, uh, and then like the daughter's like half selkie. It's and it's beautifully animated, and I think it's on Netflix or some streaming service. But but anyway, definitely check out Song of the Sea. It's pretty, it's pretty stinking cool. It's a, mm. it's a good one. All right. So uh, but but yeah, but but then also yeah, um, yeah like kelpies. Kelpies are just 
sons of bitches. Like, they're just horses. They're like, ah, oh, cool, like a wild horse. Let me try and tame it and bring it back to the farm. And as soon as you jump on top, you, you like get sucked in and it just like dives into a river and tries to drown you. Yeah, fuck Kelpie. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's, it's, it's weird, like, how many, and we've, again, we've talked about this a ton, but like, mm. how much of the stuff is just a cautionary tale or whatever against, don't, yeah. don't fucking go play in the river, stay out of the canals, stay yeah. out of the, just don't, just don't do it. It's not, you're yeah, leave, die. leave wild horses alone. Yeah, exactly all that. Yeah. But I did find I, I did find a fun one because we've been kind of talking about how like every mermaid is apparently a dick, <laughs> except on the Isle of Man, which is midway between Britain and the mainland. I guess apparently they just live alongside mermaids. They're cool with them. They have relationships with them. There's there's tons of stories about just the two coexisting peacefully. One story that I found was a uh, uh, okay. So a little girl is on the beach playing with her doll. And a little mermaid child swims up and steals the doll from her. Obviously, the little girl is distraught and runs away crying. And then when the mer, when the mer child gets back home, its mer mother rips its ass for you know abusing this poor little human girl, and makes her give the doll back. So the little girl no. not only gets her doll back, but she also is given a pearl necklace by the mer child. <gasps> See that? Yeah, it's that like is a hey man, I'm, like a... I'm real sorry. Yeah, it's like. Uh... Hey, yeah, my kid smashed a baseball through your window, and so he's going to pay it back. He's he's going to mow your lawn and pay it back, and so he's going to say sorry to you. No, that, and yeah, like, that is literally just another day in the Manx neighborhood, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done with the use of Manx. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I, 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 I like to think I know a thing or two, but... Uh, <laughs> I also just learned that I guess the flag of Isle of Man is a triskelion, the three legs tied together or whatever. Oh, Which, yeah, that's kind of yeah. weird and fun, talking about sympathetic magic and shit. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So now I want to get into accounts of, like, actual real mermaid sightings in not recent history, but closer to where we were from, like, you know, the Babylonians and Pliny the Elder. Mm. And we're going to start at the bottom with everybody's favorite little colonizer, Christopher Columbus. Who never did anything wrong, and according to one guy I used to work with, was actually was actually Jewish and was escaping a pogrom in um, Spain. But whatever, I'm not whatever. Hmm. We're not getting into that. I it, it doesn't add up. The math does. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so, as you may remember, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. In 1493, Columbus was out there on the sea, saw a floating pair of titties, and there he saw his mermaid. And according to his journal, Columbus is reported saying they are not half as beautiful as painted. Oh, interesting. So, so what did he see, Josh? You already called you called it way back at the beginning with the mistaken identity. He more than likely saw a dugong or a manatee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and even like I, um, again, just the weird things that the YouTube algorithm will send to me at one o'clock in the morning. Um, even like. If you see an underwater camera shot of a manatee swimming, because they're mm -hmm. all mammals, like like they have an analogous bone structure to us as humans, as mm -hmm. opposed to like a fish. And like, son of a bitch, if it doesn't look like they're sort of hind flipper things, it's like, oh no, that's just like a pair of legs wrapped in like like a leather blubbery 
sleeping bag or whatever. Like that, that's, that's literally what it looks like. Yeah. And so yeah, like from a distance or after sailing for months on end and like having your eyes bleached out by the sun, yeah, like of course you might think that that's like a that's like a mermaid looking thing. I also I, I I don't again I don't want to be too reductivist about this, but like I think it's the How I Met Your Mother the the mermaid theory. <laughs> Yeah. And it talks about, like, they're making fun of, like, these guys are on the sea for so long. They literally saw a thing that sort of had boobs, and they're like, that, that right there is a fucking That's mermaid, it. bud. <laughs> and obviously, it's, you know, in the in the cultural zeitgeist, so why the hell not? Right. Yeah. You know, if, if yeah, I yeah. see, if I see, like, something in the sky moving erratically and blinking, well, it's probably not a helicopter crashing or a plane with an out light. No, 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 no. It's 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 a UFO. We're all gonna die. That they're coming for us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but if you're like me and I know I am, you cannot trust the word of Italians, especially a, an Italian named Christopher Columbus. I'm just kidding. I love I love Italy. Go you guys. So we're gonna jump forward in history about 200 years to um, Henry Hudson, and you may or may not Ooh. know him as the first European to sail up the river and explore the Great Lakes. Yeah. 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 And uh, he found a mermaid, Josh. Oh, shoot. And I would like to, if Google Drive will cooperate with me, just read you a little passage from his journal. This does not give me the month, but it just gives me on the 15th. And bear with me, because, boy, 1608 English is a lot different than 2021 English. <laughs> so I'm just... All right, it, fair enough. Yeah, I'll just read this real quick here. Um... The 15th, all day and night, clear sunshine. The wind at east, the latitude at noon, with 75 degrees, 7 minutes. We held westward by our account for 13 leagues. That afternoon, the sea was asswagged. Don't know what that means. Um, or assuaged. Maybe that means it was gentler or okay, something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A-S-S-W-A-G-E-D, asswagged. <laughs> um, but yeah. and the sorry, wind. Sorry. No, no, no. You're you're good. I I'm doing. The, I, I did the same thing when I was trying to read this at four thirty this morning. I was like, what the fuck is this guy saying? Um, and the wind being at east, we set sail. S a y l e. Thanks, Henry mm. Hudson. Stood south mm. and by east and south by southeast as we could. Blah blah blah. So, this morning. One of our company, looking overboard, saw a mermaid, and calling up some of the company to see her, one more came up, and by this time she was so close to the ship's side, looking earnestly on the men. A little after, a sea came and overturned her, so I guess that's a wave, I, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I'm not mm -hmm. sure. Um, a sea came and overturned her from the navel upward, her back, with an E, and breasts were like that of a woman. And they saw her, her body as big as one of us, her skin very white, and long hair hanging down behind, of the color black. In her going... Dove... Okay, so okay, so she dives. In her going... Dove... Yeah. Um, they saw her tail. T-A-Y-L-E. Fuck you, Henry Hudson. Which was like the tail of a porpoise, speckled like a mackerel. The names that saw hmm. her were Thomas Hills and... Illibcrat Rainer. Fun. Mm. Something kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah. So this is in, this would be like, I guess in the great, I guess this is like Nova Scotia, kind of sort of where he's at. 
Okay, yeah. But I also want to point out that according to a journal entry, and I could not find any supporting evidence to this because I just found it on Wikipedia and they didn't back it up, uh, Blackbeard wrote in his journal also to avoid a certain span of water open around Nova Scotia because it was known to have mermaids and their song would drive sailors to their doom. I don't know. Now, it, okay, it's Blackbeard. We, we know he's riddled with syphilis. Like, yeah. he's an insane fucking pirate. That's cool, but he had enough foresight to, like, warn men against it. Mm. Yeah, kind of fun. Yeah. Well, and, and or even just I, write it in his journal. It's like, don't go here. These mermaids are after your gold, and they're going to sing you to your yeah. <laughs> Well, and the one that's really kind of sticking with me... Um, from the Hudson account is that he he wrote about the hair or mm -hmm. like made it a note and, and like I think that I don't know like I, I guess that's just kind of sticking with me because like if we're going off the presumption of like oh it, these are like yeah like a manatee or a dugong or a, or a seal or something like that like even then those don't necessarily have any sort of like long flowing hairs and and again, maybe it could have been something else. Maybe it's just like a bit of seaweed or, um, I don't know, like just even like a little like wake in the water kind of maybe did. But, but yeah, I, I guess that's kind of sticking with me too. It's also important hmm. to note that certain types of seaweed, when exposed to oxygen, will turn a black color. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's something though. Okay, so I, I guess it's time to get, I guess it's time to get dumb. I watched a video from mm -hmm. and let me pull it up on youtube so i can cite the source and i don't even know if i, sh I should cite it because it is straight up like russian disinformation <laughs> well you can cite it so that people can be aware and as opposed to somebody coming over later and say like oh look at this it's like no we've already investigated this it's <laughs> dumb but so so yeah feel feel free to or not to yeah no uh, I want to say it was just called, like, XTV or something, but... Okay, yeah, that that, that should be a red flag. Everybody. Well, so, like, you know on YouTube, after you finish a video, it pops up with other stuff? Mm -hmm. And this is where I... This is, this is where, like, I decided I had to, like, stop and just not shift into this dumb shit. So, like, it goes, like, the next videos you can watch are um, the, the Crystal Pyramid Beneath the Bermuda Triangle, um, okay. Atlantean battery and then I want to say the other one was like um it was like what was it like reptilian something something about how the reptilians are controlling our, our water with fluoride or some dumb shit and they're posting all of this is true but and again I can't validate any of this one because it's just so fucking out there but according to this video from the United Daily News of Singapore on July 2nd 1991 a mermaid fossil was found in Sochi Russia Mm. Or off the coast of Sochi, Russia. So, okay, fine, cool, cool, cool. Um, yep, yep. It was about the size of a regular human. It had a large... It, the, the skull was big enough to house a human brain. It had sharp teeth, and it had um, human hands with claws attached to them. It was... Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... It was um, According to a Californian archaeologist, mind you, that's an archaeologist, not an anthropologist or a paleontologist, whatever, it was 12,000 years old, and it was verified by, yeah, yeah, 12,000 years old, and then it showed this, like, really crappy, like, 
you can tell it's just like a shitty bar relief in sandstone. Mm. But they cited that as evidence. It also cited uh, a fisherman who pulled up a shark, and inside the shark's belly was a dead mermaid, which was immediately debunked. And this was also in 1990, I want to say. And then in 1980, I, w- I want to say this was off the coast of China or something, or Singapore. And this is from a different news source that I didn't write down, because obviously this is where we kick into high bullshit. A mermaid child was found. He said that he was from Atlantis, and then he was taken to a black site in Singapore for further study. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh boy. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a couple couple kind of questions I have about couple that. Red, okay. Couple red flags in the play, and I almost don't want to mention it, but like at the same time, that was where my. It's all fun and games to say, yeah, Christopher Columbus was really horny and saw a manatee and jacked off to it and thought it was a mermaid. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Did Henry Hudson and his two boys see one? Nah, probably not. But hey, I, I also really don't care. But that, yeah, it's right. like, no, this is 1991. Fuck you. You're, you're deliberately yeah. being a jerk about this. Right. Yeah. It, it's just... Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like right. It's well and well and and that poor little kid. Like what what's going to happen to that kid? Even if he's like quote unquote in on it, like that's going to leave him emotionally scarred for life. Like yeah, my yeah, my mama made me pretend I was a was a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> but it also like it talked about how it spoke the common tongue and said it was from Atlantis. Number one, never mind the fact that Atlantis is supposed to be between South America and Africa. Yeah, and right, they found this fucking right. thing over, like, in the in the Pacific Ocean. Whatever. Maybe mm. he was on holiday. I don't, I don't know. But mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the other one, um, pretty well-known, since we're sort of in, like, the Pacific region there, there's a, there's a pretty well-known um, uh, kind of Japanese folktale that is, yeah, like, kind of part Little Mermaid, but also part Rip Van Winkle. Okay. Uh, and so, listeners, here is the uh, Japanese mythology slash history uh, uh, square on your bingo cards. Might as well be the free space. Yeah, I would say <laughs> between that or the Greeks or Lovecraft, like those are rotating free space. Well, actually, probably half of our board is free spaces. <laughs> Not so much bingo <laughs> as it is hand grenade. If you get three things, you win. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, this is this is the story of Urashima Taro, and that's the guy's name. He was a, a, a fisherman just hanging out, uh, and then one day he um, uh, uh, rescues a turtle. That was kind of like, and 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 the turtle, in gratitude, carries him uh, on his back like down into the like ocean. And he uh, hangs out at the Dragon Palace under the sea, uh, and, uh, and and yeah, he so he's just like hanging out there with um, yeah all, all the sea life and all the like um, dragon the the water dragons which can kind of change forms uh, in, into humans and all that. Uh, specifically, uh, he hangs out with the priest the the princess Otohime. You know, like he's stays a week there, is hanging out. Figures like, well, I should, I probably should head back home and check in on everybody. Uh, but while only like a, a handful of days have passed for him, um, 
in the in the like surface world like a hundred years have gone by and so he's then so that's where kind of the rip van winkle part comes in um and then uh, uh he's given like uh, a little kind of treasure box and he says uh or, and, and and he's told not to open the treasure box but of course he does and then he instantly ages alongside to like catch back up and he turns into an old man okay. um and so and so yeah that's also sort of a uh, yeah i guess just to kind of like connect some of these dots in this sympathetic magic slash collective unconscious um slash like joseph cam campbell monomyth kind of territory yeah like almost always a feminine mermaid mm-hmm. uh or like fish person because yeah that duh josh that's literally what a mermaid is <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, some sort of like, uh, uh, like alluring, enticing. Hey, sailor, do you come by these these parts often? Kind of thing. Almost always have some sort of like peril or doom that sweeps up nearly everybody. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What's funny? You mentioned the Rip Van Winkle, like the passage of time being weird. Because mm-hmm. that weird uh, mermaid kid that we obviously talked about being fake, he also mm-hmm. said that the average lifespan of an Atlantean was three hundred years. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I maybe life is much better down where it's wetter under the sea because we don't age so fast. I don't. I don't Could know. be. Yeah. Or or the Atlanteans um, are just like a race of turtles, because like sea turtles can get super old, and maybe they've just evolved to a certain state where they kind of look humanish humanoid yeah um maybe that's maybe that's part of it too but um which what, what what's yeah. worse like a sea turtle talking to you or finding a mermaid <laughs> yeah. right yeah that i mean that would be actually yeah i i guess that's also kind of a thing and and, and that sort of comes up i guess in various other things like we talked about ursula mm-hmm. where it's like half human half octopus or squid but yeah, like not necessarily half human, half other sea creatures. We don't really, nece- yeah, don't necessarily see like a human sea turtle, um, a human horseshoe crab. Yeah, human horseshoe crab. Oh God, that'd be. <laughs> I guess that's a Meyer lurk from Fallout, but yeah. Yeah, uh, true, true. Or like a seahorse. That'd be kind of well, but but then again, that's also sort of it's like well, no, it's like half fish, half horse. The. Yeah. Hippocampus. <laughs> Which is weird, too, because what? Poseidon is the, like, he created horses yeah. or something, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, right, I, yeah. right. He also created yeah. horses. Yeah, oh. I, or I guess, yeah. What would be another, or like, half, yeah, yeah, yeah like, half half human, half crab. That'd be... Crab people. People. Crab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I know I said I didn't want to, like, focus on any one part of mythology here or whatever, but I did find a really cool thing. Oh, and I want yeah, to take you yeah. back to about a year ago, before, right around before we started this podcast. Um, I went insane about a ton of books. Whatever the um, Amazon algorithm recommended to me, mm. if I saw it and I thought, and honestly, I'm a basic bitch, I don't care. But that's what led me to Monsters in Print, which I have cited a thousand times. That was That's what right. led me to Dinosaur, mm-hmm. or Southerners versus Starians by John LeMay. Mm-hmm. So what I give to you now is a bit... So I guess first we'll do this. Um, this 
is a supporting evidence, a guy named David Weatherly, uh, Monsters of the Last Frontier, Cryptids and Legends of Alaska. I'm going to get to that in just a second. Mm -hmm. um, in, the, in the mermaid research, I just kind of went on YouTube and hit shuffle all and found what came up, and I found a History Channel. Uh, it's not a documentary. It's a History Channel show. Insofar as Ancient Aliens is a History Channel documentary, and insofar <laughs> as is Bigfoot a Thought Form Energy Spirit is a History Channel documentary, and fine, whatever. It's a show called Missing in Alaska, and it, it started with it started really stupid. It talks about a guy was fishing, and a hand reached over the boat and grabbed him and pulled him in. What could this be? But 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 I only watched about half of it because it's I can't I can't stand that formulaic crap. Right. You know they're all fucking actors. If there's a script supervisor, none of this real go to hell. Yeah. This is at least validated. In Inuit mythology, there's a thing called a... And I'm really sorry to our Inuit listeners, but we don't have any downloads in Alaska, so I don't really give a good goddamn. Um, the Kuala Pollock. Mm. And what it is, is basically a, a mer person. And, and according to this, it's usually a woman. It has gray, bumpy skin, and it's got fins coming out of the top of its head and up alongside its arms. It's honestly the most classical mermaidy that I can get without being like, you know, the weird, yeah. like, super hot Starbucks mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, is a, um, oh, what was it? I want to say a New Guinea mermaid. Oh, yeah. In their, in their tradition, they have like a, they have a split tail instead of just the right. one. Instead of just like a single fish tail. Anyway, these things smell like sulfur and they carry, uh, an, and again, I'm sorry guys, an Amutlik, which is basically an Inuit baby Bjorn, but it goes on your back. Okay, Their preferred okay. prey is human children because they're super easy to kill. Okay. Obviously, you know, okay, cool. Because yeah. we're hunting children because this is a cautionary tale. So they will either snatch children up off the banks or they will pull them through like weak spots in the ice. Oh, shoot. Right? Kind of creepy. But that made me really think of polar bears. And then I got to thinking, like, holy shit, like, because polar bears will actively, like, hunt humans. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they, they've been, polar bears will swim 60 miles out to sea to get up onto a boat to go murder humans on that boat. <laughs> Which I am, you hear that kind of shit and you're all for global warming. Fuck the polar bears, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, mothers can keep their children safe from the Kuala Pollock because they start to hum. And the humming draws the children to the bank or to the weak spot in the ice, and then BAM, that's when they get them. Just as kind of like a final unifying thought here, here you have an isolated race of people who have... The Inuits are not Greek. Inuits are not right. English. Right. They're not... They're, 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 they're individual. They're, they're, they're unique in their location. But they also have a sea-based thing that sings or hums or entices by the sounds that it makes. Right. Yeah. It, well, 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 well. That. I mean, that almost makes me think of like orcas. Right. I don't know if I don't think orcas hunt humans. I'm sure that I don't know. Maybe way back when they did. And again, yeah, this but, is a cautionary tale. You know, it's right. Exactly. You don't go yeah. into the marshes because the marshes are dangerous. But whatever. But at the same time, it's something that sings to you, or makes a noise that you want to go investigate. Especially if you're a stupid little Inuit kid and you hear this like nice little humming sound, and I'll bam. It's the Kuala Pollock, bitch! Kicking down your door, taking your kids. Yeah, yeah, that's... Well, and, and it is. It's like all those things kind of like wrapped up into one. It's a cautionary tale, like don't, like, don't go out on thin ice. 
again like have a buddy when you're when you're yeah. going out there but but then kind of cycling back because I, I already gave my source for this um monsters of the last frontier by david weatherly we talked about columbus probably saw a manatee cool it's probably a dolphin yeah. that somebody saw but there's also a thing called a stellar sea cow okay which was basically a manatee that was discovered by this dude named George Steller. He, he took a trip across Alaska and found a bunch of weird animals. And this is sort of like a crypt. A, this is like one of the first like proto cryptids that it, it probably did exist. We can't right. verify right. it. But so according to this, this is from a, his description in 1881. Um, it is of a dark brown color, sometimes varied with white spots or streaks. Thick leathery, leathery skin covers. Let me try it again. Thick leather, oh my god! Thick leathery skin was covered with hair, which grew together to form an exterior skin. So it's covered in hair, uh, which was full of vermin and resembled the bark of an old oak. All kind of already makes me think of a manatee. The head was small in proportion to a large, thick body, a short neck. The body diminishing rapidly behind the short forelegs, terminated without fingers or nails, but was overgrown with a number of thickly placed brush hairs. The hind legs replaced by a tail fin resembling a whale's. The animal wanted teeth, but instead provided with two masticating plates, one in the gum, the other under the jaw. The udders of the female, which abounded in milk, were placed between the forelimbs. If nothing else, this guy gave an account of what we would call a manatee way up in Alaska. Yeah, man. I mean, that's... Uh... It's kind of fun. It's, I don't want to dwell on it. I don't want to... I'm not trying to make any points here. But holy shit, like, it's all the same kind of thing all across the board. It's kind of fun. Yeah, well, and, and, and it's, you know, like, I, I don't even know enough to, like, even start to get into things like migration patterns and, and things like that, but it is. It's like, if, if you grew up alongside the sea or anywhere close to it, um, yeah, your culture has some sort of m- mermaid thing. Yeah. And if you don't, and if you're not a good boy and girl and follow the rules, yeah, it's going to eat you or, like, steal you away. Yeah. <laughs> Um, according to stranded sailors who did in fact eat this uh, sea cow, uh, the blubber is about three to four inches thick and tastes like almond oil. And it's reported that the meat was similar to corned beef, but it was pretty tough and needed to be cooked a lot longer. Oof. Yeah, kind of gross. And again, yeah. I don't, wa- I didn't want to get way too into it, but if nothing else, like we have mermaid sightings up in Alaska too. A little on the other side of the world. I don't know. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I think it's fun. It, I think it's it neat. And yeah, I know that humans are good at, you know, just murdering races of animals. Well, that's cool, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 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 to your point, yeah, there, there is yeah, there is some some sort of odd fashion some sort of odd fascination with hey, we're up here on land. I wonder if there are human, human-like things, because because old because old man, old man Smitty thought thought he saw something once, you know, out on the out on the waves. But uh... yeah. <laughs> and so now I want to. We've already talked about it. We've already mentioned it. Mermaids are fake. They're not a real thing. It doesn't exist. All right. Yeah. Yeah. If humans like one other thing than murdering animals and mass. It is making shit up and lying about it. <laughs> and I just really want to touch briefly on some hoaxes. I don't know if you came across any of these, but I came, I'm just going to touch on the granddaddy of them all, the Fiji mermaid. 
Mm, Have you seen this thing? You know about this guy? Yeah, yes. As I was naturally like doing my do my little bit of internet research, uh, going to my preferred search engine and typing in mermaid, then yeah, like of course some like clearly fabricated things came up. But but yeah, tell us tell us more about the about the Fiji mermaid. Yeah, so the long and short of it is that an American sea captain named Samuel Barrett Eads bought a mermaid uh, bought the body of a mermaid off some Japanese sailors in 1822 for the tidy sum of $6,000, which I did not bother to look up the inflation from 1822. But $6,000 oh, yeah, that he, he paid for with the um the ship's expense fund. All right, bad enough, whatever. <laughs> So Eads takes his bad Larry up to England, and they display it for 20 years, until his wow. son sells it to the Museum of uh, to, to the Museum of Science. Or, I'm trying to say again, the, the Boston Museum of Science in uh, 1842. Uh, a guy named Moses Campbell then uh, showed it to P.T. Barnum, who we are going to do an episode on because P.T. Barnum is fucking insane. You want to talk yeah, about a real dude. life wizard? That guy is off the rails, man. <laughs> So basically, this thing is just like a half-desiccated corpse of a. It, it's a. It's a monkey body sewn onto a fish tail, and right. it was either made by these Japanese sailors as a hoax, or there's a weird thing with mermaids in Japanese mythology and culture that I just didn't care to get into because that was a rabbit hole I didn't want to delve into. Yeah, but yeah. Barnum, this Barnum couldn't buy it. But what he did do was lease it for the tidy sum of twelve fifty a week, and I did look up the inflation for that, and that's three hundred eighty three dollars a week. Whew. Right? Yeah. He he tried repeatedly to have uh, biologists and naturalists verify its authenticity, and every single one of them refused to come out and say this is a real mermaid because it is very clearly a fish <laughs> sewn onto a monkey. <laughs> But Barnum, being, you know, the, the penultimate showman of the world, got his buddy, and I shit you not, his name is Levi Lyman. Just fine. Lie man. To pose as a one Dr. J. Griffith. This one Dr. J. Griffith said that he had caught this beast in South America. South America is not in Fiji. I don't know why he would market a Fiji mermaid as South American. I don't know. It's 1800, whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah. So he circulated all these pamphlets anonymously through one of his agents who wasn't Lyman, it was one of his other buddies, saying that this guy, saying that this Dr. J. Griffith did in fact find this mermaid. And so it got so popular that while staying at a hotel in um, Philadelphia, he showed it to the, um, what do you, I don't know what you call it, a hotel keeper, the whatever the the superintendent of the hotel whatever yeah yeah yeah. he showed it to the guy running the front desk and he let him stay there for free (laughs) then 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 this griffith actually lyle lyman or not lyle sorry what did i say uh whatever lyman mr lyman he then um took it to uh, a music hall in new york city where he showed it for five days until P.T. Barnum approached this Dr. J. Griffith, wink, 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 and said, Hey, buddy, you got the real deal. You should really just give that to the New York Museum of Natural History where it could be, you know, kept safe, and then we could, you know, collect a profit. Like, this dude was, like, the greatest con artist in history. (laughs) And the American Natural History Museum totally picked that shit up and ran with it. 
Oh my god! Yeah, and we just... talked about in the lumber, the the, the fearsome critters episode about how I want to live in a time where I could imagine a nose, a mouthless crocodile with a propeller on its tail. God, I want to live in this time too, where I could see a friggin' fish tail on a dead monkey body and go, "Holy shit, it's a mermaid!" <laughs> it, it it is. It's just like things were. There was there was so much that we still didn't know and couldn't just easily look up on this computer in our pocket. That yeah, of course, of of, of course you're gonna pony up your nickel your salary for that week of course you're going to pay that nickel to go see this <laughs> mermaid <laughs> it's just so it's great it's not it's so dumb we're such idiots like well and but and, we're so and cool I just love, too we're just we just believe it we're just good with it yeah I, I I also just love that all of these authority figures like like nobody wants to be that guy to be like I Am I going to put my neck out here? Like, clearly this thing isn't real, but am I still going to put my neck out? And then the Natural History Museum or whatever it was, they're like, oh, well, uh, we've been called out on this. I guess I guess we, ha- I guess we have to. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch, your local family practitioner just told you to take co- cocaine for your headache. Like, Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I guess when I yeah. say that bit, you, you, you just totally buy into it. And yeah. He's yeah, like, oh, well, that's what the doctor said. <laughs> <laughs> oh god well or, or even like like we do like we 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 want to believe and we want to be surprised and mystified that we get swept up in whatever sort of it, it, and i'm not going to say that this was full on like a like a mass hysteria or a or a shared paranoia or, or, or delusion or, or anything like that but it is it's like we just wanted we just want so badly for there to be cool things to marvel at and that we get to marvel at it that we get to tell our kids oh yeah i i paid a nickel to see a mermaid all right granny it's time for bed now <laughs> well, well josh I'm, I'm glad you got here because i was gonna have a hard time shifting into this one but you oh, can perfect. tell your kids that you watched a mermaid oh, oh or oh. your grandkids mm-hmm we're talking about famous hoaxes, and I think this might be the newest and most egregious one out of all of them. Oh, boy. On May 27, 2012, uh, Animal Planet aired a documentary called Mermaids, The Body Found. It presented the idea that there are, in fact, a living, breathing colony of mermaids that live all over the world. And no one seemed to read the thing at the end of it going, this was all bullshit and fake. We were in college. I think you had been out of college for a minute when this came out, but I remember very yeah, clearly just... watching this shit on Animal Planet, and then I remember watching, because Twitter wasn't quite a thing yet, but I remember mm-hmm. seeing Kim Kardashian tweeting, holy shit, mermaids are real, y'all. Actually, it's 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 incredible, Mark, that you mentioned the story, because I I actually did watch that. I, I watched my, the, the Mrs. Wizard and I, we... Uh, again just like kind of winding down after work whatever and we started watching this thing and and it was long it was like a two hour it was like, long as shit series, like. something like that so so we had some I watched dinner too, plans yeah. yeah 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 we well, well 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 and we had some dinner plans that that we made before we knew this thing was on so before we left to meet up with our friends we paused the thing on our dvr because that's when like dvrs were still kind of kind of thing 
and let it record. And like as we're sitting down uh, with our friends at dinner saying like, you will not believe this thing that we're watching. This is unreal. And I don't know if they were completely convinced or maybe whatever. So anyway, like we go out and we have dinner with our friends and we and we can't wait. We can't we, we can't wait to get back home and see like, well, how does this thing end? Like we only got halfway through. And yeah, precisely what you said. We finished the thing and then the big stupid disclaimer at the end. And we're like, motherfuckers. <laughs> we were so pissed. Well, don't feel bad because 1.9 million other people did the same thing as you did. Right, yeah. According to Wikipedia, and, this was the network's most watched telecast since Steve Irwin's memorial service in 2006, which that statement just breaks my fucking heart. It, yeah, truly. Because Steve does. Irwin, who was actually doing things, like... Yeah, legend. But then and, the fuckers and, and, doubled down, and in May, two, May 26, 2013, re-released a new documentary calling it Mermaids, The New Evidence, with the same exact bullshit as the first time around. <laughs> So we haven't changed. We haven't changed in a hundred or whatever right. that is, 80 years or whatever of, of being humans. Like, we're no right. different. We're still a bunch of rubes. The only difference is we're not paying our nickel to PT. You're paying your 80 bucks a month to Dish Network. Like, Which, that you better believe that factored into our decision to uh, cut the cable. Because, yeah, we're like, all right, enough of this. They're here. But, but, but yeah, like, but, but I think maybe that is too. Maybe that is just the newest iteration of... Yeah, centuries on centuries of like dudes hanging out in the galley or hanging out in a seaside tavern or on the beach or whatever, just like trading trading stories about seeing mermaids. So so yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's how I'll choose to frame it. Like number one, like yes, screw you, Animal Planet and Discovery Channel and the History Channel and the Learning Channel because you started off so good and then you just went right down the crapper like all of you uh but then also may that is just us tapping into that human instinct of like hey i saw something crazy oh dang really dang (laughs) and then that story gets passed on and passed on and the next thing you know you're sewing a monkey to a fish I just, I love the idea of some Japanese sailor going, oh, I'm going to get this guy. (laughs) $6,000, Josh. Right. And that's, oh man. So, so, so the exchange rate in 1842 or whatever was $30 and 70 cents on the dollar. That's, that's 40 years later. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I hope to God this, this guy got, I hope Eads got just so, just so sacked. And you know he didn't. Yeah. You know he fucking showed to the king of England. He's like, oh, jolly good, it's a mermaid. Like, yeah, because he doesn't want to be the dude that says, like, really? That looks like a monkey sewn to a fish. <laughs> but, but then he probably looked at the Columbus account and goes, wow, they are really ugly. Our artist took a lot of liberty with this shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, man, we had way too high of expectations of what what this was really going to look like. It's not like beautiful maidens lying in the sun. Uh, no, this is some horrific, smelly thing. 
And that's that's what I got. That's mermaids. Do you have anything yeah. else? Sorry, I kind of definitely steamrolled. No, no, no. That was it. No, I, I, I was, I was just along for the ride, and I think you, you got me hook, line, and sinker, for with another fish joke. <laughs> now, get, now give me a third one. Come on, you, you got, you got. You okay, got let's see here. What's the other? Uh, um, uh, when, when, uh, why? Why do uh, mermaids never have enormous breasts? Why is that? Because because they can only fit a C cup. <laughs> I don't know. I just came up. <laughs> nah, fuck you. That's great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have a C cup. <laughs> that was literally just so. I was like, okay, C. Sea something, something about this seashell, seashell bras, which that was the other thing too. Like, and maybe this will be a, a fitting way to end or not. But like, all of Ariel's sisters have like different like pasties, and yes. the one that I and the one that I felt worse for uh, was the one with like the starfishes, because like having those like suckers, like literally having those suckers on you all day, like that would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Like a like a like a scallop, a seashell that that makes sense. But yeah, like to just have well, and and are they alive? Are they living starfish? I certainly sea, hope sea, so. Sea stars thing. Wink, I, wink, wink, wink. Man, luckiest luckiest dudes ever that day. This is also I'm sorry, listeners. This was kind of a maybe on just my end. It's kind of a horny episode. I didn't mean to get to there, but no, but it but it is like that. That's also been I guess under the surface uh yeah just a bunch of sexual tension like christopher columbus needing to just like beat one out <laughs> seeing a manatee or something that's kind of kind of the same vibe <laughs> god you know they took turns to just like okay it's weird if there's like 20 of us up here but we're gonna do this in yeah. shifts so they're just like yeah. throwing crap over the side trying to keep this manatee like going along <laughs> Now it's my turn with the telescope. Hold on. <laughs> you gave me the sextant, but it's not doing anything. <laughs> I I don't think this is working like you said it would. Shut up! <laughs> oh, for Christopher. Oh, for Christopher. <laughs> oh, golly. Well, oh. Mark, th- this has been, I think this has truly been just a great, a great deal of dumb fun maybe learn a few things along the way but honestly probably not not much and that's all right damn it that's all right it's fine i um, I, I hope that no one learned anything like <laughs> there was nothing in here to learn from but i needed to lay the groundwork for this one so i can get in next week which is going to be all about actual fish people and how they murder us throughout the ages so so there it is there it is and i'm gonna go ahead and cast off here josh i want you to do it this time if the listeners Ooh. found something to take umbrage with, if the listeners definitely did jack it to a manatee, a local man in Florida found that this dugong was way <laughs> too man. hot, and he spackled the bottom of his, or his see-through boat. I don't know. Did you hear about it? Let us know. Josh, how can they do that? They can do that uh, by by a number of ways. You can send us an email uh, to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at TwoWizardsPodC1. Um, if you want to send something to me specifically, I'm on Twitter at PlaidBarbarian. Uh, and, and Mark, maybe if they wanted to uh, share something for your eyes only, how would they do that? 
you can go ahead and slippery fish into my DMs at Great Great Greek Buffalo on Instagram or Marky Stardust on Twitter. There we go. There we go. There we yeah, go. what there uh what 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 sort of uh a sea creature would you want to use as a bra if you were a, a sea or if, if you were a mermaid or Ooh, a merman a with mer moobs um yeah T- tell us what it is w- would you do coral would you do uh uh, uh seaweed do uh i, I don't know tell us, let us know what? coral coral <laughs> what, what would you Sorry. use oh man that's uh um Actually, I, I, well, I was going to say driftwood, but then again, like that gets kind of like sanded down. So that's, that's pretty, that's pretty smooth. That is a and heavy yet, shirt, but yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Well, but also, but also, yeah, still plenty of support uh, and all that. So yeah, I would say, I'd say probably driftwood. Yeah. Why not? I'm going to go with horseshoe crabs because I'm, I'm a conservative <laughs> mermaid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. So long as you're living under this sea reef, or yeah, that's it. So, so long as you're living under my sea reef, you follow my rules. Whatever, Daddy. I'll go to Ursula, and she'll let me wear a sea cucumber bra. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gross. <laughs> Hagfish bra. It's self-lubricating. It stinks, too. <laughs> Ooh no! Anglerfish nipple pasties. There we are. They're just that gone. would be, that would be legit. That would be. <laughs> oh man! Now, now, okay. So now, maybe because the redbeards are talking to me, that's how the new ones, like James Cameron's down there, like dicking around the Marianas Trench, and he right. thinks he sees anglerfish, but it's really just like they're bobbing at the same time. What? What, what is that? What is, what oh is my this? God! They're, it's attached to a set of boobies. Oh! Dive! Dive! James Cameron, the submersible's not built to to withstand this pressure. I said dive. Dive, goddamn you! <laughs> and yeah, instead of crashing into the rocks, you just lure James Cameron and his, his little submersible. <laughs> so are are we uh, catfishing James Cameron? I think I think we just I, I think you could say that we could be doing that also. <laughs> Bam, bam. Bam, bam. Also, listeners, one last one. Mark and Josh not knowing how to end an episode. Go ahead and hit that bingo card. And and if you've made a... We're playing a blackout round. If you've covered up all 25 squares, let us let us know at 2 Potsy one on Twitter. <laughs> we're going to come up with a bingo card. Look for that in a week or two. Exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, everybody. Take care. <laughs> Good night, guys. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all!